0: Welcome to the online worship experience of New Hope Church. We are so glad that you are with us today. And you know, we just got finished singing a song titled, We Praise You. And I'm wondering if you would just go on right now, right where you are, and just comment, let us know what you are praising God about. We would love to join you in that. I've got a group of uh, folks around me, these amazing godly pastors and staff from all of our different campuses. We're so glad that they're with us and they're going to be joining you and me. And we're just going to gather around the word today and see what God might say to us. But before we do, I want to give us a chance to return to the Lord, his tithes, and our offerings, and I know that New Hope Church is a cheerful and generous church, and I just wanna thank you yet again for your generosity. And I also want to ask you to do me a favor. Go to visionreport.org and you will see something that our team has put together to show the ways in which God has been using your generosity. You know, God gave us a mission uh, a long time ago. We exist to reach people with the hope of Jesus, teach them to follow God's word, and release world changers. Have you ever wondered like, where is my generosity going? What is it doing? Go to visionreport.org and you're gonna see some amazing things and you really will be praising God after that. Hey, related to that, uh, we have received this week 10,000 three-ply fabric medical masks that we are going to be putting in retirement centers around all of our campuses. You know, I spoke a few weeks ago about honoring the elderly, and they've been the ones who have been most susceptible in the midst of this. And so we're going to get those masks to them. We're going to get the masks into some medical fields as well, but really, really excited. And that, again, is what your generosity is allowing us to do. So good. So good. Hey, um, if you haven't started giving online yet, here's what you can do. Just go to newhopechurch.org forward slash give, or you can text NHMovement to 77977. Follow the prompts, figure out your tithe, click reoccurring, and then put your head on your pillow every single night, knowing that your generosity is helping us spread hope and holiness around the world. Would love to partner with you in that regard. Hey, before we get into the Word, just a few more things. Last Sunday was Mother's Day, and so many of you submitted moms to honor, and we promised you that we were going to uh, honor and award a mom from every campus and send you a basket full of goodies, and uh, we've got like thousands of great moms here. These moms that I'm about to mention, they're going to represent all of you great moms. We couldn't give every mom a gift, but here are the ones who, uh, who, who, who get the gifts. Wake Forest talking about Sharon Martin. Way to go, Sharon. Proud of you. Durham campus, Sandy. Cots. Way to go, Sandy. Great mom. Sanford campus. Anna Holder. Anna Holder. Hillsboro. Betty Jean Willer. I love that name. Betty Jean. You know, I'm from the South, so I love double, double names. Betty Jean. Betty Jean Willer. And from Garner, um, listen, Angie Stallings gets it in memory. You guys probably remember that Angie passed away not that long ago, and we're still praying for her family and the New Hope Garner campus, and we just thought it was most appropriate to honor her her. Hey, just a few more things and we're going to jump right in. I know that some of you would just relish the idea of getting Pastor Benji in the hot seat and just being able to just drill him. And uh, some folks came to me with this idea and I absolutely love it. We're going to start a brand new series on Sunday, May 31st titled, Ask Me Anything. That's great. Ask me anything. And we've even set up an email for you. Check it out. You can email us at AMA not for the American Music Awards or whatever that is. No, 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 no. AMA ask me anything at newhopechurch.org. Again, AMA at newhopechurch.org. Start sending those questions in. We'll even have in the moment. We'll have some live feed going on where you guys can submit questions in the moment and uh, I'm going to get on that hot seat and I covet your prayers. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, let's pray before we get into the word today. Father, oh, thank you for your church, thank you for the bride, And, God, we are in love with her. And, uh, Lord, it's our heart's desire to make her radiant and beautiful, as Paul would talk about in Ephesians. And, Father, I just want to thank you right now for those who who are giving their tithes and their offerings as a way to say they love you and they love your church and they want to continue to offer hope to the world. So thank you for this opportunity to honor you, God. And thank you for your word. Would you speak to us now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So how are you guys doing? Like, how, how are you doing wherever you are? And let us know. I mean, just comment right now. Let us know at any point in time. I'd love for you to like, share, comment, invite, whatever the case may be. But these are tricky days. And um, it's, it's been a hard 2020 thus far. You know, like if they could say we could, we could start 2020 all over, I'm telling you, I'd be the first in line. I mean, it's, it's, it's been hard. And um, I have been living in the same world as you have. And even as I thought about it today, you know, you might not remember this because it seems so far away, but we stepped into this year with people talking about the possibility of World War III. Remember that? Remember that when we, when the strike was aimed at, at deterring the future Iranian attacks and we had the drone attack on Soleimani, I think is the way you say that guy's name and, and all the discussions started coming up after that. And then I don't know if this impacted you like it did me, but you know, we were gutted with Kobe and Gigi Bryant and, and the helicopter in, in California just rocked me to the core um, wasn't long after that we've all been sucker punched, right, yeah. by COVID nineteen, and we're we're reeling from that. And then just this past week, on a personal note, um, a a pastor that I know uh, of a of a very successful ministry and church took his own life. And um, I want to just take you today into my Bible study and what God has been really teaching me in the midst of a season where I am doing everything I can to hold on to hope. And so go ahead and open up your Bibles to John 17. John chapter 17. I've been studying the gospel of John lately. It's an amazing gospel. And in John 17, and really throughout the book, but particularly in John 17, there are two words that have been impressed upon me to talk to you about today. Here are the two words, glory and joy. Everybody say glory. Glory. Everybody say joy. Joy. Glory and joy. The Holy Spirit has really been showing me lately how these two words are connected. And in John 17, we're about two-thirds of the way through John's gospel. In the very next chapter, Jesus gets arrested. He's facing the cross. He knows that he's going there. He's laying down his life for us. And the powerful thing about this passage is the number of times we see the word glory listed. So as I read it, verses one through five, just, just count them up in your, in your mind or circle them in your Bible. The word glory or glorify. All right, here we go. John 17, one through five. If you love the word of the Lord, let me hear amen. Amen. And you folks right where you are can just type in right now, amen. Here we go, John 17, verse one. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. Glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Now, come on. Did you you do a little count? Did you notice how many times Jesus said the word glory or glorify? In five verses, Jesus used the word glorify or glory five times. Five times. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read scripture and I see something over and over and over, I'm a little hard-headed sometimes. That's what it takes for the Holy Spirit to just knock me upside the head. So you can't read those five verses and realize Jesus is saying something to us about glory. John 17, 13. Slip, uh, slip on down there a little bit. John seventeen thirteen. I am coming to you now. But I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my, what? Joy. Joy within them. Circle the word joy. Jesus says in these passages, glory, glory, glorify, glory, glory, glorify. And then he says, listen, I'm saying these things to you while I'm in the world so that you may have joy. There's this connection between what you glorify or what you put glory in and your joy or lack thereof. So So important. Here's the cosmic truth and it is ginormous. Let this sink in. This is how I say it in, in the notes and you'll see it on the screens. Our joy or lack thereof is connected with what or who we glorify. Our joy or lack thereof is connected with what or who we glorify. And listen, if you, if you find your glory in the temporal things of this world, then your joy will be temporal and shallow and found wanting. And I know of nothing that has brought that to the surface more than COVID-19. See, that, that, that's why this season that we're in is so difficult. A pandemic has swept in, sucker punched us, and taking away so many things that we tend to glorify. Come on, think about it. Freedom, freedom, gone. Jobs for many people, gone or altered in many ways. School systems for our kiddos, gone. God bless All of us parents who are trying to do homeschool. We didn't learn common core. Listen, I got a doctorate and I can't help my kids in most of the stuff. Most of the stuff they're working on, right? So routine, routines, gone. Work environments and relationships as we've known them, gone. Favorite restaurants or baristas and friendly faces, gone. Sports. Uh, Sports. Gone, right? Gone, gone, gone. And and with those things being gone, if we have been putting our glory or we've been glorifying in those things, our joy is gone. That's great. It's so Important in John 17, Jesus makes it crystal clear that our joy will slip and fade if it's built on the temporal things of this world. Let me say it one more time. Our joy or lack thereof is connected with what or who we glorify. You know, I mentioned sports and I don't ever make any bones about the fact that i love sports Amen. like and I, I i would be probably in a deeper depression than I find myself in now sometimes anyway if it wasn't for this thing the, the Michael Jordan last dance yeah. oh man that so thing's all oh, so good so yeah. good and I don't know if you you watched uh the most recent episode or maybe it was the one uh from last week it's the last five to seven minutes it's second to none in terms of documentary but I'm getting way off track let me get back on track here uh Troy Aikman Troy Aikman was a, an amazing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I can hear the Cowboys fans out there now just celebrating. Um, listen, he, he in his career, he, he played 12 consecutive seasons. He was a six-time Pro Bowl selection, took the team to the Super Bowl three times, MVP of the Super Bowl, Pro Football Hall of Fame, and to the College Football Hall of Fame. And he tells of the time that he won his first Super Bowl championship. And late that night, he's in his hotel room, and he's got a beer in his hand, and he confesses this was his thought. Is this all there is to it? He'd spent his whole life to get to the NFL and to get to a Super Bowl championship game. And remember, he took him to three of them. And when he finally reached the pinnacle of success, it was found empty. It was found wanting. Is that all there is to it? I'm telling you, if you glorify or you put glory in the things of this world, even something as significant as a Super Bowl championship, it will be found wanting. And Jesus told us that 2,000 years ago. Said differently, I put it like this in my notes, wherever you tend to attach glory is where you find your sense of joy. Wherever you attach glory. So listen, if you attach your glory to a job, that is where you'll find your joy. If you attach glory to a certain car, that's where you'll find joy. Or to your work, or to your home, That's where you'll find your joy. If you attach glory to a particular hobby, that's where you'll find joy. And those things are fleeting. They are temporal. And when you place your hope, your glory in those kinds of things, something like COVID-19 comes along and it can just wipe you out. And yet, and this is, This is the breakthrough from John 17. A breakthrough happens when we actually start to realize and we transfer our glory from the things of this world to the glory that rightly belongs to Jesus Christ, period. When you put your glory in him, Jesus is making it crystal clear and the disciples would eventually learn. And I believe this is one of the things God is wanting us to learn in the midst of this season, that if we stop finding glory in the temporal things of this world and we start putting our glory in Almighty God, then we start to experience a deep-seated joy yeah. that the world cannot steal from us. It's so very important. I, um, as a pastor, I get to do funerals um, and I never take it for granted And I can always tell an unbelievable difference between when I preside over a funeral for a Christian family and for a family that doesn't know Christ. It's it's, it's unbelievable in that moment when you're standing at a, a cemetery and you're standing at a burial plot and you're dropping someone in six feet under. If you don't know Christ, then it is a dismal, sad hopeless environment, but I've gotten the chance to bury a lot of Christian families and i watch them at those same burial plots. And there is a joy, even in the midst of their brokenness, there is a joy and a hope. Now to really get at this idea of glory, we should probably make sure we're all working from the same definition. Like, what do you think of when I say glory or glorify? Here, here, here it is. If you just look up the word glory, here's the noun of it. It's high renown or honor won by notable achievements. High renown or honor won by notable achievements. I dare say, sidebar here for a moment, I dare say that Jesus Christ dying on the cross, come on now, and rising to new life is the most notable achievement ever on the planet. Here's the second definition Webster throws our way. Magnificence or great beauty. Magnificence or great beauty. Here's here's the third one. Praise, worship, and thanksgiving offered to a deity, glory. And just one definition from the verb form of the word, to take great pride or pleasure in. So the natural question becomes this, as you study John 17, how do you place glory in God at such a time as this so you can experience some semblance of joy? That's what I've been asking myself as I've been living into this season and having my own struggles just like you. How do you place glory in God at a time such as this so that we can experience the joy that Jesus speaks about in John 17? Let me just wrap up today with some simple points of application, just two of them. Application, glory that brings about joy. Number one, turn your home into a house of worship. (laughs) Turn your home into a house of worship. Two sub points under that. Fill the space with awesome praise and worship music. I don't know what you're doing in your home. I don't know if you, you got CNN on all the time or you got Fox on all the time. Cut them both off and put on some praise and worship music and fill that space with worship Let the the environment, let the atmosphere in your home be all about the glory and the honor of Jesus and watch the, the spirit in you start to change. Here's the second thing. Saturate the environment with the word of God. Saturate that environment, your home environment, with the word of God. You can do that by reading the word yourself, old school in a Bible like this. You can do it from from being on Version and reading the Bible on your phone or your tablets. Listen, you can get, in the same way, you can play worship and praise music on your sound system. Get the word of God being spoken over your home and, and just let that environment change. We have, a, we have a dear saint in our church, uh, Vanessa Jenkins. Yeah. And um, Vanessa Jenkins is, is uh, probably shouldn't say this, but she's one of my like all-time favorite people. We, we just adore <laughs> Vanessa. And uh, she goes to the Durham campus and um, she just loves the Lord with all of her heart. Well, she put, this face, she put this post out on Facebook and I thought I would share it with you. I got permission from her to share it with you. And I want you to watch a woman of God who takes her house, her home, and turns it into a house of worship? This is so good. Check it out. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Come on, y'all, walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Hold to his hand. Come on, walk with me. Oh, glory be to God. Y'all better walk this morning. Get your exercise in. Tell God thank you for another day. Thank you for waking you up this morning. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Yes. I hope I can encourage your heart, but I'm on my trail this morning. telling God thank you this morning. Isn't that good, guys? That, Vanessa, we love you. And I remember when I saw that a few weeks ago, it just blessed me, and I wanted the whole uh, movement to experience it. And Vanessa, you and I, listen, we sing the same way. I don't think we're ever, ever going to end up on the stage, but I love your heart, sister. And the Bible says, let us make a joyful noise unto the Lord, and you have blessed us today. Hey, um, here, here's the second thing. Second thing, real important. Um, get outside in creation and worship our creator God. So the first one, again, is turn your home into a house of worship with praise and worship music and the word of God, just like Vanessa just showed us. Secondly, get outside in creation And worship our creator God. Now notice I didn't say worship creation. There's a lot of creationist or creation worshipers out there. No, no, we don't worship creation. We worship the creator who gives us the creation. And and, and a time like this in the spring, in the Carolinas, get outside, go for a walk, go to a park, exercise, cycle, whatever you want to do. There's something about getting outside in creation where you can glory in the creator and watch your joy Come back or come alive or or be renewed. Enjoy the spring. Breathe the fresh air. See the flowers. Hear the birds. Walk on fresh green grass. Turn in your Bibles, if you can, to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Jesus talks about this in the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 6, verse 26 and following. Look at what Jesus says. He says this look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. So Jesus says, hey, look at the birds. Look at at them. Listen to them. The Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Verse 27, can any one of you by worrying Add a single hour to your life. It's a rhetorical question, and the answer is no. (laughs) Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? Oh, Lord. See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. Verse 30. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow and is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? That's a word for some of us right now. Hey, God's got this. God's got you. And I know it doesn't seem like this sometimes, but God still holds the world in the palm of his hand. So do not worry, Satan. What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. Here's the key thing, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. It's not like Jesus is saying these things aren't important. He's saying, don't worry about them. Seek first my kingdom, glorify in me, and I will take care of you. I don't know what y'all's life is like, but I would venture to guess it. It's, it's a lot like mine in that most of our life is kind of experienced in a mid-altitude kind of way, if you know what I mean. We're just cruising along and pre pre-COVID, right? You you kind of a Monday-ish obligations, right? We got carpools, we got expense reports, we've got work responsibilities, we've got recipes that most of us are looking online now to figure out how we're we gonna whip up some dinner. And and, and most of us is just kind of mid-altitude. Every now and then we hit we hit peak moments last weekend was one for us it might have been for you as well as you celebrated mom or if you were celebrated as as great moms but last week it all converged for my family and in one day we celebrated uh, Mother's Day we celebrated my twin boys turning 21 and we celebrated Anna Grace Kelly graduating from the University of North Carolina and we and, and so like you have peaks but but most of it comes down to that mid altitude kind of kind of way. But then there are those times, and I believe we're living into one of those times now where we kind of bottom out. We kind of hit a low place, a pandemic hits. And before you know it, people are dying. Some are dying from COVID-19. Others are just dying of natural causes. Others, unfortunately, are taking their lives. And it It just gives me a chance to say, I just feel like I need to say, hey, if you're out there and and you're in a bad spot and you're in a dark place and you're having thoughts of, of taking your life, listen, don't do it. God loves you. This church loves you. And though most of life is mid-altitude, and sometimes we hit those peak points, when we hit these bottom areas, you just need to know God is there with you. Glory in His presence. Focus in on Him and know that He loves you and that He is there with you. I love how David put it in Psalm 139.7. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Again, it's a rhetorical question and the answer is nowhere. So you might think you're in a place that's so low and so dark that you can never come back out of it. No, God is with you. The psalmist says God's presence is is there. Acts 17, 27, short little verse says this, God is not far from each of us. I love how it makes it personal there. It doesn't say God's not far from us, which is also true, but it says God is not far from each of us. So wherever you are, God is not far from you. God loves you. God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants to give you joy that the things of this world cannot sweep away. And the way you do that is you glory in Christ. Glory in him and him alone. Hey, I love you. Let me pray for all of us as we wrap up today. Father, thank you so much for the word of God. You know, you told us in John's gospel that you would never leave us orphaned. And Father, we thank you that you haven't done that. You give us the Holy Spirit. You give us your word that still speaks to us. God, you give us community, even though that community has been different recently. God, we thank you for technology, that we can be together in this Moment, Father, I want to thank you for New Hope Church, every single person who makes up this church family. God, thank you for those who are doing well and they're they're navigating this season. Father, I pray for those who might not be doing well, and, and the storm clouds have just kind of hovered over them, God, and they just can't seem to find a way out. Father, I pray that that your words, Lord Jesus, from John 17, would pierce hearts. Would, would move us, Father God, to start glorifying in Christ and Christ alone, to turn our homes into temples, God, to turn our, our homes into houses of worship, where worship and praise music radiates, where the word of God saturates every room and every corner. God, I pray that we would get out in your creation. And that we would bask in the glory of spring in the Carolinas or wherever folks are, God, watching from anywhere around the world. God, I pray for every single person. And I want to pray for the person who's who's experiencing this with us today, God, and they're not sure they know you. They're not sure they've ever had that moment where they they knew just deep in their heart that they were a born-again child of God. If that's you, wherever you are, hey, we love you. We're honored that you would spend this time with us. And I just want to invite you wherever you are to just just bow your head and close your eyes and say this simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I need you now more than ever. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would come into my life. I need you to be my savior because, Lord, I am a sinner. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you for teaching me about this glory and joy connection right before you went to the cross. And God, I thank you. I believe by faith that it didn't end at the cross, but that you raised from the dead on Easter Sunday morning. And because you live, I can have life forevermore. So I receive you, Lord Jesus. As my Savior, as my Lord, teach me and I will follow you all the days of my life. God, thank you for that person. We celebrate. We celebrate, Lord God, with the angels in heaven. Luke 15 says, we celebrate with all of heaven and earth for the salvations that are taking place right now. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. We will continue to glorify you, and we ask that you would increase our joy, and we pray it all in the matchless, powerful, and triumphant name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And the people of God said together, amen. Amen. Hey, go ahead and make a comment on that. Just say amen. Celebrate those who just accepted Christ. And listen, if you accepted Christ or you rededicated your life to Christ, here's what I want you to do. I want you to text the word SAVED to 59769. Just go ahead and text that. You'll get some prompts. You can follow up after this last song. Watch a video from me. Get some resources. We want to help you grow in Christ. We love you. We're praying for you. And uh, we are now going to get into a song called Egypt. Don't click off. Stay with us. This song is all about the way in which God led God's people out of the wilderness, out of Egypt, and into the promised land. And in so many ways, this has felt like a barren wilderness that we're in right now. Listen, take hope. Take hope. The same God who led them into the promised land will lead us out of this season. Love you. God bless you. Can't wait to be with you again next week.